on the line right now, we've got a former Western Bulldogs legend on the show um, from um, the Eastern Rangers as well as Lily Dale. We say good evening to Lindsay Gilby. G'day, Linz. Good evening, fellas. How are we? Yeah, not too bad. Where are we finding you this evening? Um, cruise at home on the Western Ring Road after a day at work. So um, Very nice. Yeah, in construction now and thoroughly enjoying it. It's a lot like footy, actually. Is it? All oh, right. OK. What's the traffic like? Oh, it's not too bad at the moment. I haven't hit the Westgate Bridge yet, so once I hit the Westgate Bridge, I'll, I'll, I'll get a fairer understanding. But, no, thoroughly enjoying the ride. That's a fair fair hike. Are you still living out the eastern way? Did I hear you were playing some uh, veterans footy down at Coldstrike? Yes, played some veterans. I'm living in Glen Iris, which is that side of town. It's not too bad in regards to getting to work every day. But, yeah, play veterans this year. Unfortunately, I hadn't panned out the way we like in regards to COVID and all things, but thoroughly enjoyed it. In fact, playing with a lot of guys who I played junior football with, which was, was probably one of the most enjoyable times I've had it, adding even the, the years that I played for the Dogs. This, this year has been thoroughly enjoyable playing with a lot of guys who I went to primary school with and played junior footy with. Just catching up on that sort of uh, locker room chat's always good. I, I think I come out of retirement three or four times and just, just for that. <laughs> Yeah, it is good. Um, yeah. Half the team I probably played juniors with. Uh, we had quite a good team as well. Uh, we're undefeated. I was looking forward to playing some finals footy, but by the looks of it, uh, I don't think that's going to be the case, unfortunately. Now, Lindsay, in your playing career with the uh, Dogs, you're known for your elite kicking coming out of the back line. Would you say that you started the uh, the revolution of that running sort of half-back flanker that... Could, could just deliver coming out of defence. Was that that's that's all on you, isn't it? Oh yeah, why not? Sounds good. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's something I pride myself on. I was um, I always had a footy in my hand as a young kid kicking in the street. Something you probably don't see as much these days when you guys in the street. But um, always pride myself on it. Um, always was defence first and, and attack second. I'd always. Uh, look to obviously beat my man first and then, then go from there and in most games you'd have a defensive forward put on you but um, no, I had a good I had a good back half around about Dale Morris Brian Lake um, Brian Hargrave one of my old teammates who retired today Jared Harbour we had a, a really good solid back six down there and um, all played each other's roles and we all knew each other's roles really well um and mine was obviously the rebound aspect, but it was all built on back of beating my man first, getting the ball second. Now, you also had uh, an interesting... We had Dennis Pagan on the uh, the other week, and he was a very uh, interesting chat with him. We could tell how he may have coached in his time. Uh, your coaches throughout your career, did you cop any really good bakes? Uh, I did. Uh, probably not suitable for radio. <laughs> um, Rodney Ede would have been yeah, a lead at it, wouldn't he? Oh, Rodney Ede was... Yeah, he was brilliant. The thing, I guess he gets portrayed at times that that's all he did, but what he did, Rocket, he'd really pick his targets because he knew what he would actually get out of them. Like, what you can... That's the art of coaching. What you can say to one, you probably can't say to another. Um, he used to probably get into myself, Brian, Brian Lake, um, and Daniel Cross, 
probably the most because we're guys that could take it. Um, Daniel Diaz or accused or another where he could probably say certain things to other players and you wouldn't get the reaction um, that he was after. So, like I said, it's, it's an art of coaching, but Rodney really picked his targets. He was very articulate, um, articulated in how he would get it across um, with a few explicit said so. Fair enough, generally did the job though. Um, recent, we, we just spoke on Jared Harbrow. Yeah. Uh, he's retiring up this year. What a great career he had. Yeah, he did. And you could see when he arrived on the rookie list, he, he had a fair bit of talent. Um, it was just then finding the, his opportunity uh, in the team, which he ended up getting as a, as a small back pocket and spent a little bit of time in the full pocket as well. But um, as he was starting to hit his straps, the Gold Coast came into the competition and him being a Queensland boy uh, was getting an offer that really he couldn't refuse in the end. And, and in the end, I think it was a few senior players actually said, mate, listen, you'd be stupid if you didn't take this deal. And, um, and in the end, as much as he kind of didn't want to go, but it was, in a way, it was life-changing for him and... We wished him all the best, as sad as it was to see him go, because we knew we had a special player on our hands, but uh, he's gone up there to be a, an amazing player for them over a long period of time. Certainly has, and he's yeah, one of the Suns' um, very best. Um, Hall, and probably, you know, going to be in their um, Hall of Fame and, you know, one of their best for a while. How early did you know that he was going up there? Like, I mean, it was the talk of the town, you know, trying to find the players that um, were heading up to these uh, new franchises. How early in the season did you know of this? Uh, we probably knew halfway through the year he was going to go. Um, because it got reported in the paper at the time, the length of money, yep. sorry, the amount of money and length of deal. Um, and I guess Blind Freddy could see that, and even now when, the, when they hold back negotiations for a long period of time, more than likely that suggests that they are going to go. I'm sure Rocket had some um, conversations with him behind the scenes on how that would have looked. But um, credit to him, he probably knew halfway during the year and he told everyone on the bad Monday he was going to go. Right. Um, and everyone was really, really happy for him as much as we didn't want to see him go, but we all understood. I'm assuming the shout at everyone drinks after that uh, lengthy deal and uh, the more money sort of deal uh, when he oh. mentioned all that, yeah? Oh, I'm, t- oh, I'm tipping it would have. I was quite close with Jared <laughs> at the time. And, um, I think that we're down at the Beach Hotel when he when he told him to do this. Right. I don't know if he bought a few bowls of chips on the back of having about 50 pots. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, no, we were happy for him. It was great to go on and see the career that he had. And just on uh, your old mob, Lindsay, they've had a pretty good year and then a bit of a form slump in the last few weeks. How closely do you still follow them and uh, what do you think of their chances heading into September? Oh, cut me open. I'm red, white and blue. I'm probably more passionate now than ever. I'm not a good watcher of the football. Um, I get quite passionate. I smash some glasses. And I get yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty animated when I watch it because <laughs> what I do know is... We're very similar in that way, Linz. It's, uh, I'm a lot, it's a lot easier actually playing than it is watching, trust me. Um, no, one of my best mates is still coaching there, Rowan Smith, one of my other great mates in the C 
CEO, I designed this year's Indigenous chapter. Uh, I'm very still, still very close uh, with the football club and, and have obviously a little bit to do with the past player stuff as well. So still very heavily invested. My son Oliver, who's just bad bulldogs and loves the bot, loves sports. I take him to training when obviously that times were permitted to do that. He, he kind of thinks that's pretty normal to, to rock up on school holidays and Bob comes out before training and has a kick the kick and he shows his, his schoolmates and they can't believe it but he kind of he thinks that's normal but I try to tell him it's not. Um, so it's, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I'm still heavily invested. I've got boys who, who just love it so um, I kind of live my life through them now. And uh, just in their finals chances, they're, I think, fourth position at the moment. What do you think their chances are heading into uh, heading into September? Yeah, well, by and by, I think Josh, losing Josh Bruce really hurts. Um, and that's just put a bit more strain on everyone else. Obviously, now Norton gets the best defender and there's a flowing effect from that. Um, hopefully, we get Stefan Martin back. Obviously, this Friday night's a big... A big game considering there's a double chance on the on the line. Um, you never want to rely on other teams. I think West Coast played Brisbane, which Brisbane will go in heavily favourites, but we've just got to win the game of footy, irrespective of how we win it, we just have to win it. Um, and and need to go into some form uh, heading into September. It's very, very crucial. It's something you can't really turn on. So our kind of strength has been our weakness in the last few weeks is is that's our ability to win clearance and get it going our way, which we haven't had that chance. So um, that's it. that's our one word, and we have to really bring it this week. Yeah, and just a bit of a, a left field one. I've been told you're doing, or you have been doing previously, some uh, some coaching, especially with some of the some of the youth coming through. I've been told it's uh, a lot of footy training. You rock up in different international soccer outfits. Firstly, is this true? And secondly, what kind of teams are you are you representing? <laughs> Soccer, well, I wouldn't know if I've rocked up in any any soccer outfits. I, I do specialist coaching for individuals, or uh, not so much at the Bulldogs because you actually you're considered outsiders now because you mingle with the community. Um, so you can't just rock up to training and, and mingle with the boys like you once did. I just I can take footy clubs to training. I, I don't know where the soccer. Did you say soccer? Yeah, just I've been told you might rock up in some different uh, outfits from time to time. There you not, go. No, no, okay. Oh, not the case. Stitched up. Dodgy right. mail. Dodgy mail. Um, what were you like? I mean, uh, were you working in, um, at St Kilda in 2016? And if so, what was sort of that like when the Bulldogs won the premiership? Uh, oh, it was it was one of the second best day of my life other than my kids being born. Uh, oh. It was just, I was down, I was drinking from the cup. I reckon an hour after the game, I don't know what was in it, but I was drinking it. <laughs> um, yeah, we had a three-day lock-in, and I think the bar tab at the end of it was about 252 grand. Wow. Um, after, after the three days of the lock-in, I celebrated like I won. They, they really added a few of the past players that got so close during that period, yep. the losing prelims, um, that I played in, and no, I was Oh, it was just amazing. It was not just what it did for the, the footy club, but it, it wiped out debt. It, it put 
those supporters who got so close for a fair period of time um, got to taste that success. And yeah, it was just amazing to be a part of it. Um, a very small part of it. Even though I didn't get a medal, I felt like I did get one. Um, yeah, I even still cry at times when you when you see replays or Good or even um, little little highlights of that of that game. <laughs> well, I think anyone that. Anyone who didn't even barrack for the Bulldogs felt that that, that game and that run oh. in the finals was just sensational. Lindsay, and a lot of your, your, your former teammates that didn't play, and that also got to celebrate as well, and I think that's it's really well that's done really by the club. Good, yeah, good club. Um, your toughest opponent and the toughest guy you played with, Lindsay? Uh, the, the toughest guy I played with was Ryan Hargrave. Oh. Um, the injuries he carried to go out and play each week, not, not, not alone play, but go out and perform. Um, he needed an ankle reconstruction halfway through a year once and kept playing. Um, extremely, extremely tough. Uh, the best player I played, I played on was, well, I played on Acker in his years when he was at Brisbane. I probably contributed to a couple of his Brownlow votes as well. Um, <laughs> he was just trying to have better Acker skills than you. Yeah, Acker in his prime was was bloody amazing, unstoppable. Really, they had an amazing team during that period in Brisbane. Um, so if it wasn't him resting forward, it was Mossy resting forward. It wasn't him. It was Luke Power. It wasn't him. It was Nigel Lappin. Um He just never got a rest. But I think the best player I played on would have been James Hurd. Um, mm. I always used to get him when he was forward because he never really liked to chase. So. I used to kind of try hurt him the other way as well because those players only need 10 touches and they can kick three or four goals quickly. Um, and, and so crafty. When, when they're players of those guys, Pilks, they're always kicking the ball to them, which obviously makes things a lot harder as well. But, yeah, those guys were pretty special players. Certainly were. Um, I want to touch on the International Rules Series. I'm fascinated by these sort of things and representing Australia and do, um, and those Ireland tours. Um, I see you've uh, played in two series, played four games for Australia. Uh, what were those times like? Amazing. Yep. Absolutely amazing. Like, for the people who watch it, think it's, it's kind of Mickey Mouse. I played in a, a really good era where the country's really fought hard and were so passionate about representing their countries because um, that's the closest thing we could we could do in our sport is, is to represent your country in that game and it was a great hybrid game I got to do two series one in Australia um, and, and that was thoroughly thoroughly enjoyable and what you do do is, is make some really good friends out of that you, you're playing with the best of the best and that was something that was thoroughly enjoyable and then um, the, the 06 series the 05 series was in Australia the 06 series was in Ireland um, I played in the series where Pep got the barman in the headlock um, <laughs> Were you there that, that night? Was, yeah I was there that night I was to the right of the camera but no one sees actually on that vision that Adam Selwood spews over the bar the whole time <laughs> well, uh, he, he does a big power spew over the bar and Pep's got the barman in the bench in a headlock but those series of, it was great you get to go to another country travel first class business class seats um, yeah and 
and play in a beautiful country, which they really, really are passionate about Aussie rules. They know they know just as much as what you do. Yeah. Um, oh. And they know who you are. The Irish straight away know who you are because they watch it. Yep. They've, got, they've got teammates that actually play in the competition as well. So they follow Aussie rules just as passionate as they follow the Gaelic. Um, and, oh. I, and I got to play with players that the legends of the game. Uh, boss, um, guys like Fev, guys like Dustin Fletcher, who's now my son's tennis coach. Um, yes. So, real lifelong memories, and, and to see going to a stadium of 80,000 who completely hate you and, and want to uh, want the Irish to, to really get hold of you, but at the end, you have a beer and shake hands and really represent our country. And Lindsay, just on those kind of series, because obviously they're the best, the best, as you spoke about, and guys you go head to head with every week and probably don't like very much. Were there any guys that you thought you wouldn't get along with, and then you went on, for example, the island trip and um, came back good mates? Yeah, there's probably one in 2005 where I I sledged a guy on a field who sledged me first, by the way. Um, Always away. And I come back with some. <laughs> Yeah, that what say was wasn't overly great, but anyway, that's what was said. And um, and then that was a guy called Darren Milburn, who was a really good player. And then we become really good mates on the back of it. Um, yeah, what he said to me wasn't great. What I said to him wasn't great. But in the end, we shook hands after the game, and then we played the international rules together. And it was really, really good. Like nothing was said about it. We just shook hands and and. Uh, Suddenly we were teammates and, and we've got great respect for each other on the back of that trip. And, um, yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Just on the on the um, I just want to talk um, a bit of um, indigenous movement which we've had in the game just recently, Lindsay. Um, do you um, Eddie Betts has come out and said it's not quite safe for indigenous players to come out and play AFL. Um, I understand. I mean, you've you've discovered your indigenous heritage um, not too long ago, but. Do you, did you feel the same way um, as Eddie um, during your career? Um, well, obviously, Eddie's lived it a lot, a lot longer than what I have and endured a lot more, so he's probably a lot more credentials to, to talk about it than, than what I am. Um, I never come across any racism in my time at, at, at the Bulldogs. I think Justin Sherman said something a player that which he got his right whack in the end. I can't even remember who he said it to and what he said it uh, at the time. But I never come across it because in my time we had a lot of Indigenous players uh, come through the doors. Zephaniah Skerrit, Joe Harborough, Josh Hill, Brent Sack, uh, Malcolm Lynch. Um, we, we had we had quite a few. Um, so I never saw it personally. Um, so I can't say I've endured what Eddie has, but if if Eddie's to say it, there's no one more qualified than him. So there must be a, a, an element of, of truth to that. Yeah. Um, but it, what, what's great is, is things are getting called out. Um, where probably in the past it hadn't been called out or it's it's been swept under the carpet um, 
have for the Adelaide official to call Tex out or Taylor out on an occasion in which in what he said shows that I think we are making progress but still a long way to go. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I think you're right there. You're right, and and Lizzie, just on that, your own journey in, in, in sort of discovering that. How are you? How are you now? And how are you feeling about all that? And what's oh, a lot of it makes sense to me. Yep. Um, it probably describes me a lot as a person, um, and what it does. And I've had many of interviews over this, especially in regards to Indigenous ground and the designing of the jump. And what it does is make me feel really proud of who I am and where I've come from. Um, the family I've met, the connections I've made that I never knew I had, um, just makes me feel really proud and and honoured. To yeah, be honest, right. it's proud is the word that probably describes it most. And I'm looking to discover more about our journey of our family, our family, my history. Um, Definitely would be a great, from great feeling. Mount Gambier in South Australia. So. I haven't had a chance to go back on country yet and meet a lot of past relatives and family um, because when they've been locked down, we've been out. When we've been in lockdown, they've been out. So I'm looking forward to making a trip across and spending some time in Mount Gambia to find more about our our history and our culture. Oh, awesome. That's, yeah, that's brilliant, brilliant. Hey, Lindsay, we've got to leave it there, mate, but uh, it's been great chatting and uh, reminiscing uh, throughout your career. Um, we, you'll always be a favourite of ours, and uh, please don't be shy uh, to come on again. No, I'm happy to come on. I'm, I'm a Valley boy at heart. I'd love yes. to move back, but unfortunately, the wife, as you know, anyone's got wives, it's hard to kind of <laughs> twist yes. the arm to get back. I'd love to bum that. Sorry, mum's still in Coltrane. Dad passed away about 12 years ago, but my brother's still in Croydon. My other brother's in Royal Bark. I, all my mates are out in the valley. I just love it. My brother owns Yarra Valley Steel. All right. Um, so, yeah, in Lily Oh, yeah, there you go. I didn't even think of that. So <laughs> a, a lot of my connections are out that way. I, I really hope to, to move back there at some point. Oh, it's been a pleasure, yeah. mate. Good yeah. luck with everything. We miss you, and uh, looking forward to your return. But, yeah, thanks so much for this afternoon, mate. No, happy to come on any time, lads. Enjoy.